0: Hello and welcome back to Raise Your Vibes. This is your host, Mirim Khan, at Raise Your Vibes. Today, I'm really, really pleased to have a Sheikh Hassan with me. Sheikh Hassan works at T-I-E-S. Sheikh Hassan, welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for welcoming me. And actually, I'm honored that you came here to interview me. And I hope, inshallah, the interview will be fruitful. And I hope you will uh, you'll enjoy staying at Ties. I've been here before, and we hope to have you again uh, teaching English
0: thank you Sheikh Hassan can you give a little bit of background about you because obviously um, when I first met you for the first time one of the things that really intrigued me was the fact that you're from Uganda and you're working here in Kuwait in a beautiful place that helps quite a lot of people in the community can you tell people how you ended here in Kuwait of all places
1: yeah um, thank you very much for this question Um, I'm from Uganda as you already said I used to attend a bilingual school in uganda where they taught english and arabic and those who excelled in english got scholarships to western countries like america the uk australia and some other countries and those who excelled in arabic got scholarships to arabic countries so the first time i got a scholarship when i was 11 years old to saudi arabia but my father told me you are still young you can't go Then after three years, when I was 13, I got a scholarship to Kuwait. Then my father said, yeah, uh, people always told him good things about Kuwait. So he wasn't reserved about allowing me to come to Kuwait. So I came to Kuwait. I started from middle school, high school, up to university. I majored in, uh, in Islamic studies and minored in Arabic literature. So after I graduated, I worked in the Ministry of Education. I was a teacher in one of the government schools, teaching Arabic and Islamic studies. And then I got a job in an American school. So while I was teaching in an American school, I used to um, p- to uh, volunteer at the IPC. And whenever they had events, I would invite my colleagues from the school, especially the Americans. And the IPC management was intrigued by that. So they convinced me to work for them part-time so i would work in an american school in the morning and then in the afternoon go work in the ipc so it reached a point where the opened a center called aware advocates for western arab relations and exchange and they wanted me to volunteer over there because i had gained experience in dealing with westerners so i joined the aware center but still it was a part-time job because in the morning i was still teaching in an american school but there is t- there is a time then they, for- they um, they actually convinced me to work for the aware center full-time and then after some time they asked me to come and work at the thai center actually ties is an acronym of um of tolerance information empowerment and solidarity
0: what a beautiful sort of title and acronym. And your journey itself to be here, you know, especially with your background and your knowledge. Mm-hmm. I, I remember coming into one of your lectures and being blown away by your Arabic. Because as an English teacher who's trying to learn Arabic and trying to learn... And it's getting there slowly. Yeah. It, was, it was beautiful to see you doing a lecture and having this vast knowledge of words. So now I know where that com- that's come from. Yeah. And how long have you now been at TIES? How many years has it been?
1: Yeah, I joined TIES in 2015. So, from 2015 until now, I'm um, working here. I joined as um, manager of the uh, education department, and then I, op- I was promoted to the position of the assistant manager, and now I'm the manager of TIES.
0: Mashallah, Sheikh. So in that time, you will have seen a lot of people coming in and out of the building. And I've been in Kuwait now, this is my fifth year, but I had sort of heard of you, but hadn't really heard of you, if that makes sense. So I've heard of the Aware Centre, as you're aware, uh, uh, most people that come in that are expats are told, go and have some language introduction or learn about the culture. Um, What packages do you offer? What services do you offer to those people that perhaps are new to Kuwait that you might make them aware of?
1: Yeah um i would divide our services into three categories so we have one uh giving people information about islam and of course we don't force islam on anyone and if anyone is interested in becoming a muslim so we facilitate his journey towards islam and sometimes we get people who just become muslims to marry so we facilitate the journey and we give them a marriage course. So it is to present Islam to the non-Muslims and those who are interested when they come, they, they are ready to become Muslims, we facilitate their journey to embrace Islam. And then after they embrace Islam, we follow up with them. So as a new Muslim, he needs support maybe his family members aren't happy with him maybe his friends so we try to fill the gap although we can't fill it completely but we try to play a second family to him and number three is to give training for example some people travel a lot in the west and they face a lot of misconceptions a lot of questions so they come to us and ask us if they ask me such and such a question how should i answer or someone says I'm interested in presenting Islam so how, how shall I begin so we give them courses on presenting Islam so we have Arabic classes for those who are interested and of course people join Arabic classes for so many reasons as a teacher some teachers join Arabic classes because they want to know what students uh, talk about them maybe <laughs> the students are backbiting them so they want to understand what's going on in the classroom when these the students are talking and others are uh, diplomats who want, who want to be promoted. So people have different reasons as to why they learn Arabic. So for us, we are here to satisfy their need of learning Arabic. As I said, TIES is an acronym of tolerance, information, empowerment, and solidarity. So we impart information to whoever is need is in need of it. Uh, we do have. Courses like tafsir, interpretation of the Quran, purification and prayer, stories of the prophets, stories of the companions of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And these are intended for the new Muslims uh, to strengthen their faith, to, um, to give them more knowledge. We do have marriage courses because right now, if anyone becomes a Muslim to marry, it's imperative to take a marriage course. In the court, they will not solemnize the marriage if he does not take the marriage course. So they do come here. Uh, to take the marriage course f- uh, couples fiance man and woman and sometimes even the married couples and we do also give uh, marriage counseling so if uh, if partners are struggling in their marriage so they call us and we give them an appointment we talk to them um you conducted an english class The the main reason for that was that the brothers and sisters who joined the class wanted to learn basic english and they would build on it to be prepared to do da'wah to be able to present islam to the non-muslims so they are still willing to continue with that um we did have a course on hijama which is capping okay although people might think that this is out of sync with our mission but our mission as we said it's inf- information empowerment and solidarity so we want to bring people together we want people to benefit so hijama is capping whereby you learn how to remove contaminated blood from your body so it was free of church and people benefited a lot and it, it was a way of telling the people that you know islam covers all aspects of life because hijama practice or hijama therapy was done by the prophet peace be upon him and now it's widespread all over the world uh we do have we used to have cooking classes before the coronavirus pandemic and now we are planning to resume the cooking classes so you want to teach people how to prepare indian cuisine japanese italian and actually we did have an italian lady Uh, Who gave a series of cooking classes and demonstrations, and it wasn't it. It was not only about cooking; it was about socializing. Yeah. Um. Would you repeat the question again, please? Sure. So
0: obviously, in some places, um, you know, we have quite a lot of interfaith or interfaith connections. We work with different people in different religions. We're all about respect. So obviously, this is a Muslim place but we might have connections also with maybe someone from the church or someone you know sometimes we're all helping each other aren't we mm-hmm. so do you ha- do any connections like this as well
1: yeah uh actually i have friends who are priests one of them is called jeremy he's from the u.s and i have friends who are chaplains working at camp Arifjan. interestingly uh seven years ago uh, a priest from Camp Arifjan approached me that they needed someone to go to the camp to explain uh, to the soldiers what Muslims do during Ramadan and what the non-Muslims shouldn't do during Ramadan. So I used to go there every Friday for a complete month. So this was a suggestion from a chaplain, and actually we would give I would give I would conduct such talks in a chapel in Camp Arifjan Zone Six. So yes, we and. Um, um, another priest used to invite us every Saturday from 10 up to 12, 10 a.m. up to 12 noon at Millennium Hotel in Salmia to discuss a variety of issues. We are five people, and he used to pay for the tea, for the snacks. And, of course, we, we said, okay, you can't bear the cost alone. We decided to chip in. So, yes, we have connection with people of other faiths and as you said we do, we do not discriminate against anyone our purpose is people to understand each other to respect one another to support one another and to impart information according to islam we are not allowed to force anyone to be a muslim god almighty allah says let there be no compulsion in religion so our aim is to build bridges uh, to build connections and to support people with the information that they need now for example during this time this month and next up to december we are open to any school or organization or institution that wants us to give orientation courses or sessions to their employees about the culture of kuwait so if anyone requests we are ready for that so we want them to learn about the about the culture of the host country which will save them a lot of embarrassment
0: I mean, these are very important things that you're you're putting across because when you move from one culture to another culture, sometimes your employer will give you like a pack of information to read. Sometimes, very innocently, you might do something you don't realize is rude Mm -hmm. to that other person in the culture. Mm -hmm. Um, I can give you an example. Even recently, we were doing something with a member of staff that was new, Mm -hmm. and they were displaying an image on their phone that was not appropriate. Now, it was a a picture, it was a drawing, um, but because it was one of these um, optical illusions, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you could have interpreted it very differently. And there was somebody that did raise an eyebrow, mm-hmm, okay? And you're trying to subtly, nicely, politely tell the person that's not appropriate. And they have a mindset of, why? And they go into this anger mode, you know? And it, it's important to explain that. I can also relate to what you said. In my early years of teaching, I worked in a Catholic school uh, as a Muslim. And, you know, they take a, they take 10% of staff that are non uh, Catholic mm-hmm. but it was interesting for me I had to attend mass mm-hmm. I obviously followed, the, followed what they said but made sure I didn't take part made it clear mm-hmm. but because my tutor group were Catholics I had to but it was, it was about respect mm-hmm. and it was, made me understand more of their culture a bit more you know, and respect it a little bit more. Um, like you, I, I went to a nunnery and learned about what the, the nuns were doing. It was fascinating to me, so I can understand the other side of, of what you're saying. And as you're saying, in some cultures, you know, uh, some places, um, you can't drink water or you can't drink or eat at particular times. Some people might not be used to the fact that certain places are closed. In some countries, if you go and visit, they're open. So it's about understanding the laws and the culture. You might innocently do something, you know, and not realize because in your own culture, it's acceptable. Mm. Yeah, so it's interesting and I think that's I think that's beautiful that you're doing that because people need to understand mm-hmm. um, the culture they're, they're in because this is their home yeah. you know this yeah. is their home what about people that might want to go say like in the future inshallah they might want to do Umrah or they might want to do Hajj mm-hmm. do you do anything like that at the moment or do you do anything that can help people like
1: that okay um, uh, first of all before I answer this question just want to give a comment uh, regarding learning about the culture of a host country, um, I have, of course, many examples. Just I'll give you this. I will give this example. It was a Muslim brother, he was giving a lecture to students in a school, and he told them that you know, after breaking fast in Ramadan, don't pig out. So Ooh, he used this word, phrase. don't pig out that yes. phrase. So the students went and told their parents it's, a, it's a, it was a big problem. Why should you why should he use the word pig? Let yes. him choose another word.
0: Let's be so, clear why that would be offensive. Yeah. Some people might not understand. So they,
1: they were offended by him using the word pig out. Although it's an English it's an it's English it. idiom, yes. you know it has yes. a meaning. So these are the things that we caution people about when they come to learn about the culture: what to yes. say, which sign language, sign languages could be interpreted Correct. differently Correct. depending so on where to cover you come this from. I'm English. <laughs> 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 yeah, don't
0: use the the word "too" or the hand to like this because yes. it's swearing. Yes, yes. But to an Arab person, it's normal. Yeah, yeah, so it, it is. It's a culture. Thing. Yes. So
1: <laughs> coming back to your question on Umrah and Hajj, yes, before uh the current pandemic or in the years before we used to have donors who would donate um some money or who would sponsor people going to either perform umrah or hajj or if not sponsoring they'll sponsor half of the ticket so wow. if the, a package would cost you 400 kd they would pay 200 so you pay 200. But the first priority would be those who attended our activities frequently and those who are registered with us as new Muslims. So either you be registered with us as a new Muslim or you attend our events frequently. So when such a chance arises, then you, you are given a priority. And now, inshallah, we hope very soon we will resume such services taking people I myself have been to Umrah several times had several times taking new Muslims <laughs> and guiding them towards that journey and actually I remember there is a time uh, when I took about 12 new Muslims from the West and at the sight of the Kaaba when they first saw the Kaaba they wept and it was they, they said they couldn't explain the feeling of seeing the Kaaba so it, it was actually um, a very assuring experience And um, it did, in one way or the other, strengthen their faith.
0: I think I think that itself is a is a beautiful you know journey, and whether you can hear it in the background, there is the azan yes, coming yes. on Allah Akbar. So obviously we will be wrapping up now, mm-hmm. but I just want to thank you, you know Sheikh Hassan, for being on our podcast show. It's lovely to have different people from different faiths and different cultures giving feedback yes. on the podcast. I will make sure we add the details of your website mm-hmm. and the link, um, so yes. that if anybody is in in Kuwait or yes. whether they're in the the Gulf or you know because people. Come from different places yeah, here mm-hmm. if they want be, to be, add be, information finish,
1: like to say something. Sure. yeah um during the lockdown uh we used to give a lot of classes on zoom and we had many followers all over the world and there is something interesting yeah um i was called by some people i want to mention their titles who weren't muslims about 16 of them from abroad from the western countries u.s canada and and the uk they were telling me that because of the depression they were going through, because of the problems, they were planning to commit suicide. so although they were not Muslims i I, I took the responsibility of discussing the issues with them, and I would spend with one person two hours discussing different, uh, discussing issues from different angles, but thank God, Alhamdulillah by the by the will and help of Allah of God Almighty i was able to dissuade them from committing such a crime because as muslims we believe our bodies do not belong to us they belong to allah god almighty so whatever you do to improve your health and wellness you are actually worshiping god almighty and if you harm yourself intentionally you are disobeying god almighty he's gonna ask you why did you harm my property it's his property your body is god's property so if you don't treat it well you will be questioned on the day of judgment. So, um, although they were not here, I don't know them, but they got my number somewhere and they communicated with me. It was my concern. Yes. So, although they were, mo- they were not Muslims. No, no, no. Mm-hmm.
0: I think. I mean, to be fair, you've, ra- you've raised a really good point there. I've also, for the last, I mean, many many years, I'm a counsellor anyway. Okay. But I think, especially during the dam- pandemic, mental health has been a big increase, mm-hmm. and you know. Um, We're we're also careful of the fact that we've got different people's mindset, different people's theories, Mm -hmm. but people are struggling, Mm -hmm. you know, when they when they are attacking their body. Mm -hmm. I I understand where you're coming from. It's a cry for help, you know. They they're in pain. They're trying to find ways to to deal with whatever issues they are. Mm And sadly, as you're you're aware, you know, this is a serious topic. We saw a big increase in people sadly, committing suicide. It didn't matter what faith, what age, I saw an increase in young men. And that to me was alarming. I did do a podcast on that. Mm -hmm you know but there is help out there if you are you know if you are in that particular position whether it's you come to your priest whether it's your priest or not or a friend mm-hmm. or someone it's the fact that you talk to someone and try to gain help and yeah. guidance mm-hmm. i think it's nice um they've they've reached out to you you yeah. definitely have a very calm voice you know a very soothing voice mashallah and maybe that's one of the reasons yeah, you know and sometimes it doesn't matter but sometimes god puts people mm-hmm. in that in your path mm-hmm. You know, because we try our best as human beings not to judge. Yeah, yeah We true. try, yeah, we and do. also sometimes, as as rude as this might sound to you, it's easier to talk to a stranger yeah. than a close one. Yeah, so the true. fact they've reached out to you yeah, and hopefully turned things around, yeah. I think that's a good sign. Yeah. You know, and um, God bless you for that, Alakarim. God
1: bless you too. <laughs> yeah. Anything
0: you wish to say before we finish?
1: Yeah. Uh, actually, I wish to say that. Um, there is a lot of misunderstanding about islam so anyone who is listening to us he should explore what islam really is read the sources of he or she uh, read the sources of islam the quran and the teachings of prophet muhammad peace be upon him so they will find that islam cares about every human being God almighty says bani adam we've honored the children of adam so he didn't say muslims or non-muslims everyone is honored by god almighty and we as muslims we 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 value every human being so if anyone is there he wants to benefit from the services that we offer they shouldn't be afraid that you know if i go there they're going to force me to be a muslim we don't force anyone yeah and if someone we've heard some people who come here and say you know I will take Arabic classes, I don't want to listen to anything Islamic, we say it's okay. So in the the process, while learning Arabic, they themselves come and and start asking about Islam. Mm -hmm. So when they ask, we give them the information. Even when we give them the information, we don't offend their religions, Mm -hmm. we, we don't disrespect their religions, and we don't judge them, and we focus on what they want and sometimes you know they build a a strong desire to learn more and more and we facilitate the journey so we facilitate the journey but we don't force anyone to take the journey yeah
0: each of each of us obviously have a journey of our own you know and each of us have different paths we can go straight forward do a u-turn turn turn left and right some people as you know do take faith and change faith like you said some people will come along and say I've become this particular faith like I've told you when I was working in the Catholic school Mm -hmm. some people can can change faith there or they just learn to respect it Mm -hmm. it's about that interfaith connection isn't it and like you said it's about respecting humanity Mm -hmm. and respecting people and you know, with the world as it is, uh, you you see very sadly world, you know, in wars and turmoil. We need more of that interfaith, don't yeah. we? Definitely we need more definitely, of that interfaith and it. prayer. Yeah. So thank you very much, mm-hmm. uh, Sheikh Hassan. I will make sure that in the bio there are, you know, the details for TIES. Mm-hmm. We thank you very much. We hopefully will do, you know, p- perhaps another podcast another time. Yeah. But thank you very much for being on the
1: show. You are are most welcome. I appreciate it. And um, I hope to see you again. Inshallah.
0: Inshallah. Thank you. This has been Raise Your Vibes with myself, Mirim Khan, and Sheikh Hassan at TIS.